I'm back, bitches. Um, did I commit to that enough? Am I taking you on this journey enough? Uh, did that feel natural for everyone? <sighs> I'm back, though. You're probably wondering, where the frick have you been since November, Samantha? Well, my dudes, to be honest, I had a lot of life things happen to me all at once. Um, I quit my job. I went to a 10-week intensive full-time web development bootcamp, aka hacker school, if you are following that dream sitch on my social meds. Uh, I went to therapy and I emerged from, um, I emerged a spring butterfly from a winter cocoon. If you will accept that imagery, which I really hope you won't because that's terrible. Um, I guess in the interest of full disclosure, I just got overwhelmed with life. I got kind of depressed. I lost my grandma and life came at me really fast this winter. And honestly, I put everything on hold I stopped creating a lot of things. I stopped writing. I stopped this podcast, um, but I started doing comedy because I think that's what you do when your life starts falling apart. Um, but you know, I'm a mess. I'm a little bit of a mess right now. Um, like I know I definitely give off some big Capricorn energy, but my double Taurus is always there to remind me that I, I'm just here to nap and be an avoidant bitch. That's just my natural state. But because I missed making this podcast, I missed talking about these things and sharing um, with you all, I am reviving heavy content like a fat phoenix from the ashes. She will rise again. Um, I'm going to go through some rebranding and some reforming to hit a new groove. Um, that's going to work with my fancy new job work schedule. Um, so I'm going to be aiming for an episode once a month. I'm going to try my hardest. Um, I'm going to be focusing on media representation and what's going on. And I'm going to be getting some good guests on. Um, giving you an episode once a month gives me time to prepare and really lean into the big cap energy and stop this big mess energy. So that's kind of where I'm landing at right now. Obviously, life comes at you in all sorts of ways. That I, and I learned this winter that sometimes you have to put yourself first and... I'm going to try and prioritize this podcast as much as I can, but it is just me making this on the side of working full-time, God willing, soon, um, and writing part-time, so, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of things to balance. Uh, but to bring us all back, just back to where we start, um, on today's episode, which I believe is episode number six of Heavy Content... I'm going to be talking about a new old gem that premiered this winter um, since my sabbatical. And I'm going to talk about Netflix's Dumplin'. Like, I know I'm late to the game, guys, but you heard my sob story. You know where I'm at, okay? Um, so we're going to talk about Dumplin'. Uh, we're also going to be discussing uh, a true Taurus season blessing, which is Lizzo's album drop, because I love you. I want to talk about that terrible Kathy Bates headline. Um, we're going to check in with that one. And of course, I'm going to bring you a little skincare tip to, um, to end things, uh, tell you some things I'm loving right now. Hint, it's called sunscreen. I'm going to be playing around with some new segments as I create some new things. So let me know what you like and what you don't like. Like, do you still want to hear about Rebel Wilson? Do you want me to ditch Rebel? Like, I'm honestly so open. Like, I don't care. Um, I want to play some new things. I want to create some new segments, get some new theme songs in there. We can hit up Lindsay. Um, if you want Lindsay to create theme songs for all the segments, you should really just harass her on social media. Um, you can harass her on Twitter at Haggis Breakfast and on instant, in, Instagram, Instagram, which is also at Haggis Breakfast. Or if you see her out, you can just like walk up and be like, you need to create all the segment songs for Sam's podcast. Um, I think it'll be really healthy and good for our friendship if you do that. So thank you. <sighs> yeah, so playing around with some things. As is tradition, um, I want you to hit up my social needs too. Uh, it really fulfills my narcissistic need for constant validation. So um, yeah, please do that. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Heavy Podcast, on Insta at Heavy Content Cast, 
on Facebook at Heavy Podcast. And if you want to get real personal with me, uh, you can follow my personal social meds, Twitter at Sammy Marie and Instagram, which is at two broke for bingo. The two and fours being numbers not spelled out um, because I'm just really edgy. Uh, don't add me on Facebook. It's really fucking boring. So don't do that, please. Um, so yeah, so grab your jewels and let's get into it. Welcome back to Heavy Content, the podcast where I just hype fat people and process things publicly that I should probably say for therapy. Heavy content, heavy content, heavy. good few months to be fat tbh uh we were gifted two shining beacons of hope dumplin and shrill so dumplin is a netflix movie and shrill is a series produced um by hulu based on lindy west book um, that came out a few years ago uh for this episode i want to focus on talking about dumpling and then next episode i'm going to talk about shrill um you got to keep people guessing right you know like give them something to want this is definitely why i'm single um jk jk um but yeah so we're gonna talk about dumplin um i watched dumplin pretty much as soon as it came out and wept the entire time like just fully just cried um it mixes like everything i want in life which is a fat protagonist and dolly parton so it really just like brought it together for me But in case you've been living under a rock or avoided talking to me for the months of December and January, um, I'm just going to do a little recap for you. Um, A lot of this is just lifted from Wikipedia, if I'm being super honest with you. Um, How many times can I say, um, like truly how many times? I hate people who are like, you need to make clean recordings. Don't say um or all and don't use vocal fry or upspeak I'm like a if I want to use vocal fry and upspeak I will and um if you have a problem with that you're probably sexist um so just like keep that in mind uh I do say um a lot and that's because my mouth often moves faster than my brain does so it just like me saying um is like you know when the like little spinny thing comes on your computer and it's like loading it's like my buffering so um is just like my brain catching up to where my mouth is. Anyway, that was a little tangent. Dumplin'. So, Dumplin' is an American coming-of-age movie starring Danielle McDonald, who I think is Australian. I'm going to ch- double-check that for a second. You're going to hear some, like, clickety-clackin'. I could have just done my research before I did this, but, like, really, like... We're rebranding, guys. Like, we want to see what's up. I want you to really come with me on these experiences. So, yeah. Danielle Louise McDonald, born May 1991. Oh, she's young. Is an Australian actress. So, if you're watching Dumplin', she talks in, like, a southern accent the entire time. And I'm thoroughly impressed. Um, But back to the recap. Um, This is a weird look into how my brain organizes information. Alright, so Dumplin' is an American coming-of-age movie starring Danielle McDonald, who's Australian, as we just found out together, um, as Miss Willa Dean Dixon, a.k.a. Dumpling, a.k.a. Will, um, which I'll be referring to her as all those things, um, and Jennifer Aniston, who is her mom, an ex-beauty queen named Rosie Dixon, and Odea Rush um, as Dumpling's best friend named Ellen Driver. <sighs> Last December, I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Andrea and Lisa um, of the Pop This podcast to talk about Dumplin', and it was so fun. I'm absolutely obsessed with Andrea and Lisa and Pop This, so um, I will link that episode on all the social meds and in the description of this episode so you can check out the one where we all talked about Dumplin' together, um, and also check out their podcast. Pop This is sick. AF. So go check it out. Where were we? All right. I mean, I, I actually made notes for this episode. Every episode I've done in the past has just been me like talking off the cuff and like 
as much as I liked it, it was, like, very disorganized, and I really want to try and keep the episodes, um, like, under 40 minutes, and I think the best way to do that is for me to, like, write out things. So, um, I'm really, like, trying that right now. So I have notes, but I'm, like, definitely going off script like I am right now. Um, so I'm, like, truly trying my best, okay? I'm trying. What were we even talking about? I was talking about how obsessed I am with Andrea and Lisa, how much you should, like, go, like, like, subscribe, rate, um, pop this. I'll link the episode. All right, Dumplin' Recap. Cool. So, anyway, so Dumplin' opens with Lil Dumplin', Lil Willa Dean, um, being raised by her magical fant Auntie Lucy, who honestly is, like, a gift to us all. Um, who introduces her Dumplin' to a life of Dolly Parton and self-confidence and, like, okay, already I'm obsessed. Like, three seconds in, we got a confident, vibrant, fat woman obsessed with Dolly. Like, I am here. I'm truly here. And, like, this entire movie is also set to Dolly Parton songs. Like, what? And, it, like, this movie is set on a, based on a book. And apparently Dolly had already read the book. Um, before the movie came out and like bought copies for schools and stuff and that truly truly just melts my cold frigid heart um I don't have a frigid heart I'm actually a softie that's what I tell myself anyway um but also this entire movie is set to Dilly Parton songs um and like if there's anything you ever really need to know about me it's how much I love Dolly Parton like I'm constantly $500 away from buying a one-way ticket to Dollywood. Like, I would fully do it. Once when I was in university, my cohort in First Nation Studies tried to, to convince the director of our program, Daniel, Daniel, if you're listening, what's up, um, that we should do research at Dollywood because he's also obsessed with Dolly Parton. And, like, I really wanted it to happen, but it didn't. It's fine bureaucracies am I right or am I right um sorry if you can hear my Facebook popping up in the background that's everything we should ignore anyway so we get this beautiful montage where Auntie Lucy introduces Dumplin to self-confidence and her best friend Ellen and the entire time you're watching this you're like oh man Auntie Lucy is definitely gonna die and spoiler alert she dies and like you die with her like a part of you actually just dies with her it is so sad um and this brings us to the present um with miss willady dumplin um who's just a teenage girl trying to come into herself she's grieving her auntie she's growing to know her mom who like her and her mom have like a really tense relationship because like she's an ex-beauty queen um Dumplin works at a diner with Bo. Oh, Bo. <laughs> oh, Bo. Um, Bo is played by actor Luke ben- Benward, Benward, um, depending on how bougie you are, who is kind of like another white guy that looks like a youth pastor, so you know where I'm at with this. Um, Bo and Dumplin have so much chemistry, and it's so obvious he's crushing that it's almost painful to watch. Oh, God, I just, I love it. He ends up asking her out, and they watch a meteor shower in a very well-lit parking lot, um, which I feel like Bo was not there to watch a meteor shower, um, which makes no sense to me, um, but I think Bo was just looking for a little bone, and <laughs> I'm just going to cancel this podcast already. It's fine. Um, but they do a little smooching, and he touches her back, and she, like, bolts, which is so relatable, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway... There's more plot, 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 plot. Literally just go to the Wikipedia and, like, look it up. You'll get the gist. Um, but plot, plot everywhere. Um, but the entire, like, crux of it is that there's this big beauty pageant coming up that Dumplin's mother is hosting or something like that or, like, organizing. Like, I don't really know what Jennifer Aniston is doing in this movie besides, like, having a pretty good character arc to be honest but I just like was very unsure what her role is um but Willa Dean like makes this new ragtag group of friends and it's like this whole thing like including fellow fat girl Millie Michaluk um and they apply to compete in this beauty pageant it causes controversy and it causes more plot um and they're like in the beauty pageant it's super cool and it causes tension 
there's a conflict with Jennifer Aniston. Um, there's like this, it's this whole thing that there's like these like two fat girls and one, I want to say she's queer, but I could also just be like projecting, um, queer girl that entered this and like, you just need to watch it. It's like this whole thing. That's like basically it. Um, yeah, you should just watch it if you haven't already. That was probably the worst summary of a movie I could have humanly done. Um, but yeah. So that's, like, kind of what's happening in the movie. So there's Willa Dean, who was, like, basically raised by fat Auntie Lucy, who's, like, pretty much estranged from her mom. Her mom and her are both grieving um, their auntie and their sister for, like, very different ways. Willa Dean, like, enters a beauty pageant that her mother's organizing and, like, prioritizes. And her mother's, like, very obsessed with thinness. And obviously Willa Dean's, like, coming into her fat self. And, like, it's this whole, like plot 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 um there are two things like there's so much to talk about in this movie um which is why you should listen to the pop this episode another little plug um but there are two things I really want to talk about that I thought were really important that like super stuck out to me and it's focusing on Willa Dean's relationship with two people the first one being Bo um because I'm obsessed or bosest. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm so sorry I said that. I'm not bosest. I'm not like there as a human on so many different levels. But I'm like kind of obsessed with Bo and Willa Dean. We'll get there. We'll talk about that. Um, so I want to talk about Willa Dean and Bo, and I want to talk about Willa Dean and Ellen. So her best, like her childhood best friend, and they have a, a relationship arc that I think is like really integral and really relatable. And so, yeah. Let's take a short break and then we'll get into it. All right, welcome back. Let's talk Dumplin' and Bo. I don't know what in heterosexual tarnation draws me into rooting for the most bland straight relationships on screen, but Lord save me because I'm so here for any sort of fat love on TV, even if it is like the most boring vanilla thing I can humanly see. Um, which is like why I'm like rooting so hard for Bo and Dumplin. Um, cause it's like so relatable on so many levels that it physically pains me. Am I like, I'm like out of breath. Like I'm forgetting to breathe. How do you talk and breathe? It's not like I've been talking for 27 years. Like I should really figure this out, but I feel like I talk really fast sometimes. I'm like trying to slow it down for the podcast. But then if I'm not like talking at my usual speed, I'm like dying a little bit. So like, I help, help me. I don't know what to do. Anyway, Bo and Dumplin. There are two aspects of Bo and Dumplin I really want to focus on. Um, one, one just like hurts me to my core. Um, one was the inf- like infamous back touch where they're making out during the apparent meteor shower. Um, and then the other part I want to focus on is when he confesses his feelings and she's like, wow, sounds fake, Bo. Those are two things I want to talk about with them. Um, let's start with the back touch. Let's start with that. Sound good? Let's start with that. So, um, if you remember from the recap, I mentioned that, uh, Bo and Dumplin' have some, oh, my cat's meowing, I hope that doesn't record, um, have some chemistry, like, it is so cute, I love it, like, ugh, I just live for it, um, but Bo, like, asks her out on a date, they, like, go watch a meteor shower in a well-lit parking lot, which I'm like, light pollution, guys, what? Um, and then he, like, makes a move, and they, like, start smooching, and it's, like, super cute, um, but then he, like, touches her back, and she's, like, ho, 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 howdy, partner, you just yeed your last haw, and she, like, bolts from the truck, um, and I feel like that scene might have confused a lot of people, um, because, like, you're, like, I don't understand, like, why is she running away? This is so cute. Obviously, they're meant to be together. (sighs) But I feel like if you're a fat person watching that scene, the optics are so different for you. 
Um, at least, like, that's how I interpreted it. And that, like, I obviously, like, a lot of this is just, like, me projecting um, and applying my own experiences and feelings to it. And, like, I don't obviously speak for all fat people who, like, could totally have a different take on this. Um, but for, like, me and a lot of other fat folks I've talked to about this scene, it's been pretty unanimous uh, about how they feel. Um, so how I interpret the scene, and this is, of course, like I just said, based on my own personal experience, is that when you live in a body that is constantly desexualized, uh, it's hard to feel like that sort of vulnerability and intimacy for yourself, um, especially like sexual or like romantic vulnerability, um, which are not the same thing, obviously. That's like a different combo for a different day. Um, It's like, it's hard to feel that sort of vulnerability and intimacy for yourself. And it's like hard to see your body as a place that is worthy of that sort of touch and it's hard to accept it. Um, and there's like, obviously like specific parts of our body hold different traumas and anxieties around them. And traditionally like back fat and belly fat and arm fat are all areas that we are told are gross if they show visible fat. Like if you can see rolls, if you're like, if you have like larger forearms or if you have like a visible tummy, especially as a woman or a feminized person, like those parts are you're told are gross like because obviously if you're a woman or a feminized person like you are just constantly told your entire life to like take up as little space as possible um we're gonna like just hold for a sec as i take a drink of a beer i really hope that didn't record like the gross sounds of me swallowing (laughs) but it truly might have and you can hear the can popping. I really just want to, like, have an ASMR. Is it ASMR? ASMR? ASMR. ASMR experience with y'all, where I just drink beer. Um, that's actually super gross. I don't want to do that. I'm sorry. Where was I? All right, so, yeah, so it's, like, there's, like, traditionally, like, super stigmatized parts of fat bodies like the belly arms and back um we're told they're like constantly gross if they're like big like there's jokes about like bat wings or bingo wings like which is like your upper arm fat and like your belly or like your like paunch or like your football or like whatever um if it's like big and visible and if it like hangs down um and of course like back rolls um I once had a guy in high school tell me I had back titties um which in high school was like devastating to me and like really stuck with me throughout like a lot of my adulthood um but now I think it's really funny like the image of back titties um which like I don't have like I have back fat but they don't look like breasts um but just like the thought of having like titties on the front and titties on the back really amuses me right now um And also, I hope that guy, like, drops his buttered toast, like, buttered side down, and then stubs his toe, and then dies. Anyway, so, yeah, so we were told those, like, parts um, are gross, and that, like, if they're beyond a size that is what is considered appropriate, then they're, like, super gross, and, like, no one's ever going to want to fuck you because you have back rolls and, like, big arms and a stomach, um... So Dumplin's back with her beautiful rolls and all is like a no-go zone for her. Uh, Because I feel like what I read into that scene is that she can't conceptualize why anyone would find that place, like a place they'd want to touch. And obviously she's like smooching Bo and like totally in the zone and like really feeling it and is happy and like forgets, I think, like all those conceptions she has about her body and then it's always those little things that, like, bring you back. Like, when Bo touches her back, she remembers, and all those anxieties come back, and she runs. Um, I think because, like, in her head, it's gross. Like, she thinks she's gross. She thinks she's unsexy, and she's, like, confused why Bo would want to make out with her. Um, and, like, she sees it as, like, not a place that anyone would ever find enjoyable. Which, like, watching that scene, I felt both seen and also, like, I wanted to hug her so bad. Um, like, I get it. Like, I so get it. When I started making out with people, um, I was basically, like, a map of where not to touch. Basically, it was, like, hey, 
why don't we just like keep our hands at our sides and like make room for the Lord between us? Like, isn't that so hot? Like if we make room for Jesus, like, hello, threesome with the Lord. Am I right? I'm going to hell. Um, and it takes a lot of work and a lot of confidence and trust in your partners to let them touch your body. Um, when your body is a site of any sort of trauma. Um, and I think especially like body-based trauma, man, the scene, it just like tears at my heart. Um, and I think the scene is like very subtle, but I think it's like so integral and so important, um, because ultimately it does get better for her. And ultimately as a fat person, like that, as in that enjoys touch, you get better at accepting it too. Like you start to get more comfortable in your skin. Like it's taken me nearly 10 years since I started being physical with other people to like be chill, like trademark. Um, and that has been like 10 years of hard lessons, some hard traumas and intense confidence building. Like it's not easy. Like it's not easy for anyone to be physical and share their body with other people. But I think especially as like a fat person, it's like extra scary because you're like battling a lot of internalized stuff and you never know where your partner is at with that. And so like, it's always like this game of give and take where you're, when you're being physical with someone and they're like probably so down and so chill and like most like people, I would say like 99% of people you're going to be physical with are like love spending time with you and like are attracted to you and like don't super care that you're fat and like, and like probably think it's hot, which is so great, but it literally takes that experience with the 1% of them that treated you terribly, that like did something bad or said something negative about your body that just like ruins it for you, which is like, I think a universal thing. A lot of us experience, like most of my partners have been like super great. Um, but I've had a few that have been really fucking terrible that like scarred me and scared me for a really long time. And I think that's like, a very universal thing. Um, and it takes a lot to kind of like work through that. Um, and it's like little things like being with a good person, like Willow Dean is with Bo and he like touches her back and she's like, Oh, Whoa, Nelly. Anyway. Yeah. So it's such a good scene. Like it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Cause like, I think if you know and you understand what you're looking at and like, it's, like, I think that scene is, like, specifically shot for fat people. Like, this entire movie is, like, shot for fat people, but, like, that scene specifically, you're watching it, and you're, like, girl, I feel you. Like, I understand. <sighs> this leads into the next thing I want to talk about, which is Bo's feelings confession. Dun, dun, dun. Taking another drink of beer. I'm telling you all this because I'm trying this new thing where I don't edit the fuck out of my podcasts. Um, because honestly, audio editing sucks so much and I hate it so passionately. And it was a huge part why I stopped podcasting. And I, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, like a lot of daily podcasts where they actually just like don't have time to edit and like all the stuff's in there. Like they just like edit things for clarity, I think, and for time's sake, but they don't edit like squeaks and ums and like other shit so I am trying to script not script my things but like have more notes um so more organized uh with my thoughts and with the episodes and I'm also not going to edit it to death so that's why I'm telling you every time I took a drink of beer because you're gonna hear something weird um which is me swallowing and a a can clacking so yeah and also you're gonna hear how much I misspeak is that it? Misspeak? Missay things? Anyway, you're going to hear what I edit out for most of my episodes. Um, remember that thing where I said my mouth moves faster than my brain? Sometimes it does that and I say things really weird. Because I'm just so quirky and whimsical. <sighs> okay, Samantha, focus. All right. So, yeah, I want to talk about Bo's feelings confessions. And, like, I am here to celebrate some big Bo energy. Because I think we all need that in our lives. Like, Teebs, like, I know we live in a hetero hexscape. But, like, 
his feelings are so pure and innocent and loving that I literally melted and then reformed as a new human. Like, the scene rebirthed me. Um, even though, like, I know we are, like, we are oversaturated with these kinds of love stories. Like, I get it. I really do. But it's so important to see any sort of love with a fat person on screen. Like, any sort of healthy depictions of fat love. Like, I'm here and I want to see them. That means not you. This is us. That is not you. You can sit down. Just take a seat in the corner. Um, I'm talking about healthy depictions of fat love. Not ones that are traumatizing at This Is Us. But, like, like I mean... I watch a lot of rom-coms, and I'm not watching it for relatable content, but this, this, like, this made the teenage fat girl in me swoon. Like, I felt her. Okay. So, in this scene, um, it's near the end of the movie. Bo confesses he has feelings for Dumplin'. Obviously, like, literally obviously. Uh, And Dumplin's like, heck no, Bo, this sounds fake. Um, why, how could you possibly love my adorable, beautiful self? But, and she didn't say it. She's like, how could you love me? I'm like, ugly. I'm fat. And he's like, yeah, so? (laughs) I don't care. I love you. You're hot. Let's smooch some more. Let's go look at another meteor shower under the bright streetlights. Because Bo doesn't understand the concept of light pollution. Um, that's a different concept. Anyway. I, uh, yeah, so let's talk about Dumplin's reaction. It hurt, like, it hurt me so much, because, like, I get it, I understand, like, why she was, like, I don't believe you, like, she didn't believe him, and she, like, couldn't understand why he would have feelings for her, and, like, she refused it, and, like, call me a broken record, but it's hard for fat people to accept this, because we are told over and 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 over again that this is something that doesn't happen for us. Like, we don't have, like, a wheelhouse to even, like, put this in. And, like, the scene physically hurt, like, deep in my stomach. Um, yeah, and, like, romance and love are just, like, never seen in, like, fat people's lives, and so... You just learn, like, not to believe it. And it's really brutal. And it's, like, super sad when you think about it. Like, you're just, like, told that you're not lovable and that you're not, like, worthy of this, like, sort of thing. And so when it does happen to you and it does, like, show up on your doorstep, like, you just don't believe it's happening. And it's, like, it's really sad and it's, like, pretty traumatic, to be honest. Um, And I feel like as fat folks, like, we miss out on a lot because we're told we're so undesirable like media everyone tells us we're gross and so like we just internalize that and we miss out on so much and I'm like I'm pretty sure I've missed out on people flirting with me or having crushes on me because I literally don't understand what's happening like I don't know and like I need like big flashing neon signs and like a marching band to make things obvious that, like, someone's, like, flirting with me or they have a crush on me, um, because, like, it's so infrequent, and I'm, like, I've been so caught up in my own head for so many years, and I'm, like, nah, not me, um, and, like, getting a lot better with it now, like, I'm getting to the point where, like, I feel like I'm getting, like, almost, like, too confident, where I, like, need to chill a bit, um, but, like, even after there's, like, a big fashion, like, big flash, <laughs> big fashion, um, big flashing neon lights and like a marching band and like a skyrider and like a blimp and like a banner um tell it like somebody is made being like I like you wanna fuck and I'm like I still don't believe it <laughs> I'll be like are you sure about that um cause I don't know like you're just told that it's not for you that it just doesn't happen for people like you and like even now in my brain, I've done a lot of work on it, but those feelings still exist. Like, thoroughly still exist. And it sucks. Like, it sucks so much. Um, because I know so many wonderful, cool, fat babes out there that have this, like, same thought process. And I'm like, man, like, I would literally burn the world down to make sure you're happy. But it's just hard. It's, like, it's actually one of the hardest things on earth. Um, 
Wow, guys, this got like really sad real quick. I'm gonna drink more beer. We get to a very real place. Um, remember how I said at the top of the episode, I'm just gonna publicly process things that I should probably just bring to therapy? We're doing that right now. Um, you can definitely laugh at that. Please laugh at my vulnerability. It actually makes me feel better. <sighs> um, yeah, these things that can be like, it's just like, they can be so difficult because we just, there's no representation. That's why I'm like, so here for any sort of healthy fat love on screen, AKA not this is us. Um, because like we need more representation. We need more examples. So like fat girls growing up has something to look at and they know that it's possible and that it's real. Um, yeah. And just like, I feel like anything that reinforces normalcy that like people with bodies like mine can be loved in this way is just really reaffirming and reassuring and just really nice. Um, if you hear music in the background, my roommate's practicing, um, for her show tomorrow. So if you hear some bleep bloops, that's what's going on. Cause I'm not editing anymore. Um, mostly cause I've made myself really uncomfortable being like very vulnerable. Um, I'm just going to plug the show. <laughs> so Lindsay's band Man Eater is playing tomorrow at the Black Lab, which many of you won't know what that is. Um, and that's like not me being a dick. Like you probably won't. And that's so chill. But if you are curious about the show, I will link the event in the description. And if you super want to go and like tell Lindsay, she has to make the theme song segments for me. Um, I'll tell you where the Black Lab is. Unless you're a cop, then I won't. Or Chip Wilson, then I really won't. Um, <laughs> where was I? Like, this is my brain. Um, yeah, so it's just, like, it would be nice to have representation to just, like, reinforce that normalcy that fat people can be loved. God, that's so sad. Um, and, like, oh my God, guys, I know, I know I say this a lot, but... But if you have a crush on a fat person, if you want to make out with a fat person, just, like, let them know. Like, if you want to pursue it. Like, if you don't want to pursue it, then, like, don't tell them. Um, and because, like, I've, I've had crushes I don't want to pursue. Because you're just like, oh, you're cute. I love you. But, like, this looks exhausting. And that is so okay. But if you have a, tr a crush, if you have a crush on a fat person, you want to smooch a fat person, you want to, like, take them out, you want to show them a good time, let them know, and they'll probably be like, whomst, me, um, and that's chill, let them go through their shit, I've been told that someone's had a crush on me, and I've been like, what, no, and then, like, a month later, I was like, what up, because <laughs> that's my brain processing things, anyway, um, if, you do have a crush on a fat person but like you're embarrassed to have a crush on a fat person like just go live in a cave um go live in a cave and think about your life like that guy that told me I had back titties you both can go live in a cave together um hold on I just lost my page that I'm reading my notes from god guys I am so put together like 2019 you Sam am I right help me um this is all a cry for help uh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> fourth beer drink of the podcast. Notice I said drink and not fourth beer. Fourth beer drink. I'm still on my first beer of the day. Um, I plan to drink a couple more cause I'm going to a king princess tonight, uh, which I'm super stoked to be the oldest person at the club. Um, but actually I love King Princess. Can't wait to listen to all five songs she has out. Like, how is she touring? She has an EP of five songs. Like, what is she touring on? But I'm so super stoked. That song 1950 is so beautiful and I've listened to it a disgusting amount of times to the point like I put it on and Google Home's like, uh, dude, stop. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure my Google Home talks back to me. 
I've been unemployed for a long time. Like, I just haven't started my new job. And I've been spending a lot of time home alone to the point where I have full conversations with Google and my cats. So, if you're ever worried about me, this would be the time. I'm joking. I'm so joking. Don't be worried about me. I'm doing really good. I'm thriving. I feel like that was not convincing anyone. Let's just change the topic. How was that, right? Like, don't reach out to me. Like, I'm so fine. Please don't reach out asking if I'm okay. Um, how come everything I'm saying is not like a cry for help right now? How do I communicate that I'm actually doing really good right now? Um, hit me up. We'll get coffee. <laughs> anyway, so let's really, really change this freaking freaking direction. And for a hot minute, because we are running running pretty long um let's talk about willow dean and her childhood friend ellen so ellen is the childhood friend that fat auntie lucy introduced willow dean to and they instantly hit it off and it's a really cute friendship um and it goes to their ups and downs because the plot that happens um but there's like one really specific thing that i want to talk about that happened between willow dean and ellen and there's like so much to explore with her friendship and like god i could do like 25 podcasts on dumplin um, but there's one specific thing I want to end this dumpling segment on is when Willa Dean and Ellen are having some sort of confrontation and having a fight. Um, and it's where Ellen to Willa Dean's like, well, I've never seen you as fat. I truly screamed at the screen when that happened. Like girl, you're lying. Like, you're fully lying. Like, you know your friend is fat, and you know. You know. Um, but then, Willity made this new friend, the maybe queer girl, um, and her, like, new friend pops up, and she's like, well, I always have. And I'm like, that is so beautiful. Now, I want you to be honest with me and with yourself. Um, and you don't have to tell me how you answered this next question. Um, but just like thinking of that episode, if you watched it, when you watched it and Ellen was like, I've never seen you as fat and Willa Dean's new friends, like, well, I always have. What was your reaction to her friend saying she always had seen Willa Dean as fat? Like, did you react positively or did you react negatively? Like, did it cause some sort of like jerk reaction? Not like you're being a jerk reaction, but like. You know, like an involuntary, like, ugh, that's a bad thing to say reaction. Um, if you had a negative reaction to that, that is totally normal and okay. Because in this scene, again, a really another really subtle scene that I think is there for fat people. The scene is saying that fat's not a bad thing to be. And it's saying that Ellen was erasing Willa Dean's entire experience, saying that she's like, I've never seen you as fat. Because, like literally fat people listening like how many out there like how many times have you had someone say you're not fat you're beautiful like just like a moment of silence for that because like I fucking hate it like I can be both and also I can also just be beautiful and I can also just be fat like it's fine guys (laughs) um but that scene where Ellen's like I've never seen you as fat just like erases Willa Dean's entire experience and then like her other friend popping up and being like I always have is like super reaffirming because it's saying like no like I see you I see you as a version that is like neutral and like who you are instead of this version that people are lying to you about like I've had so many friends in my life tell me I'm not fat and I'm like well, you're lying because I'm very aware. And right now what's happening is that we're looking at fat as a pejorative and we're not looking at it as a neutral descriptor, which like has helped me so much in my life. And like, I'm very conscious when I use this word in public because I know it can be like super triggering for a lot of people. Ironically, a lot of thin people freak out when you say it, but that's a whole different discussion. Um, and so like, I am conscious and I'm like using it in public settings um, just because like, I just don't want to set people off like unnecessarily um but like I hate euphemisms for fat like I hate like chubby I hate I hate plus size I hate like 
a little extra. Um, I once had a man on OKC say I had some cushion for the push-in, uh, which I think he can also go to the same death cave that back titties can go to and the people who are embarrassed of wanting to fuck fat people. Um, yeah, so death cave, party of three. But fat isn't a bad word, and I think if we all just start, like, accepting that, it'll make everyone's lives a lot easier. And so, like, that scene is so subtle but so beautiful, and it sets up such a good friendship for Willa Dean and her other friend whose name I cannot remember right now if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's just super free when you stop stigmatizing the word fat in your head and you neutralize it. Because, like, we all have fat. Even thin people have fat. Some people have more fat than other people. Some people reclaim the word fat as a descriptor that feels good for themselves. And, like, if we stop, like, freaking out about the word and, like, learn to just accept it as a neutral descriptor, it's good. Like, it's chill. It's fine. We'll all be so much happier. Because then we we can stop calling each other, like, chubby and plus size, which is my true dream. Um, and it's, like, we just gotta stop equating it with, like, all the things that, like, fat people are, like, stereotyped with, like, being lazy, with being, like, smelly and gross and ugly and all these things. Like, when you take those away, neutralize it, it's just a descriptor of how someone's body looks. Right? (sighs) Yeah. Um, the takeaway from that is that, like, and I guess I'm, like, I'm talking to thin people right now, um, is that, like, your fat friends know they're fat. Like, even if, like, your fat friends, like, still haven't, like, really come to terms with their bodies or, like, haven't, like, kind of, like, went on the journey of, like, really accepting what they look like and, like, started, like, loving themselves, which is, I also, like, want to take a side note and say that's so okay. Like, it's okay not to be confident and it's okay not to love yourself And it's okay to, like, just not be there yet and just, like, still be in your shit and still be on this journey. Like, it is so fine. Like, the difference between me in my early 20s and me now at 27 is, like, night and day. Like, I'm a different person. And I am still, like, I'm the same human I was when I was 20 as I am now at 27. But, like, I have grown so much in confidence in who I am. And, like, I wish I could go back and, like, tell 20-year-old Sam to just, like, chill the fuck out. Um, But, like, if you're not there yet, that's fine. Like, it takes a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of bullshit to get there. And it's not your fault if you're still not feeling it. Like, if you're, like, listening to this and you're like, you know what, the word fat still sucks for me. Or if you're like, you know what, I'm still, like... I still am thinking about losing weight or I'm still, like, not comfortable with my body. I'm not comfortable with people touching my body. I'm not comfortable being naked. I'm not comfortable wearing certain things. I'm not comfortable. That's, like, so fine. Like, I think it's good to accept where you are, but I think it's good not to also be stagnant. You have to, like, keep pushing yourself. And the way, like, I've really, like, like, gained my confidence which I'm still working on like I'm still like I said at the top of the episode a messy bitch but like what really helped me is like just accepting where I'm at but also like stepping outside my comfort zone and it's like even simple things like I started performing poetry so to be up in front of people like everyone can see you're fat when you're talking to them like you're talking to a crowd um I started wearing shorts like last summer I wore shorts after 15 years I'm not wearing shorts like I started wearing t-shirts. I have a bathing suit. I go swimming now. Like, I went back to the gym because I was so scared of it. It was, like, such a traumatizing place. I joined a sports team. Like, push yourself. And it's in those moments where you're uncomfortable but not in a panic. So, like, you haven't pushed yourself to the point of, like, like, triggering yourself in some way. But I truly think it's, like, in those moments where you push yourself out of your comfort zone and you're, like, a little uncomfortable, but you're not, like, super scared, or, like, you're not, like, like panicking or so uncomfortable, like, I think in those moments, like, that sweet spot is, like, where some really cool shit happens. Um, that was a little PSA. Um, but yeah, so, like, your fat friends, 
thin people. Your fat friends know they're fat. And, like, tell them they're beautiful. Like, without any addendums. Don't say, like, you're not fat. You're beautiful. Like, tell them they're beautiful. Tell them they're hot. Tell them they're attractive. Tell them, like, other things you love about them that, like, don't have to do with their body. Like, just, like, yeah. And if you want to get, like, real freaky, if you want to get, like, super freaky, um, tell them they're beautiful because they're fat. It'll, like, change the world. Um, but, yeah, you actually have to believe it when you say it, though. Um, yeah. It's not something you can, like, half-ass. Like, we have a really good bullshit radar for thin people lying to us. <sighs> God. That's all I really have to say about Dumplin'. Um, I mean, there's so much more I could say about Dumplin'. That's all I'm going to say about her. Um, but we're going to take another little break. And to end the episode off, we're going to have a little, uh, we're going to have a little break. Um, and then we're going to discuss the blessing of the Taurus season, aka Lizzo. We're going to discuss Kathy Bates and that terrible headline. And I'm going to yell at you for 10 seconds about why you must wear sunscreen. Welcome back. Okay, guys. Have you listened to Cause I Love You by Lizzo? Like, her new album yet? It's so sick. If you haven't, like, literally just pause me right now and go listen, then come back. Like, you have to go listen to it. Um, if this album isn't, like, the big spring energy we all need, then, like, I don't know what it is. It's, like, banger after banger. <sighs> My current fave from the album is Jerome right now, because I think it's so good and so funny. Uh, yeah. Um, there is, like, a little bit of a rant I want to go on. It's, like, not about Lizzo, uh, but it's, like, about... I, this is, like, at the Vancouver community I'm with right now. And I'm, like, scared even saying this. But, like, I've seen a lot of, like, really cool people I respect like hype and Lizzo and like her new Rolling Stone spread in which she's just like letting her glorious ass hang out and it's such a beautiful photo I love it I see like a lot of people hyping it I mean like Lizzo's beautiful like that's beautiful blah 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 and I'm like yeah truly it is but like <sighs> I am so fucking sick of people jumping on like whatever is like the politic like progressive politic like de jour and like not actually like living it like I'm so fucking sick of people being like yeah like fat people are beautiful like we love Lizzo and then like they only like date thin people and they only have thin friends like I see you talking a lot, but I don't see you actually, like, stepping up to the gate. So, to the plate, not the gate. I play baseball, guys. I know my metaphors. Um, but, like, I just hate it. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of being around, like, all, like, radical communities that talk all this politic but don't do anything. It's, like, the same people who are, like, yeah, 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 decolonize, decolonize. Like, indigenous people to the front. Or, like, black people to the front. And then all they do is date white people and have white friends. And I'm like, it's the same shit. And I'm just, like, so sick of it. Basically, I'm sick of thin white people talking a lot of shit but not doing anything. Um, but listen to Lizzo. It makes you feel better. Especially if you're not thin and not white and really fucking sick of thin white people who talk a lot of big game. But don't do shit. Anyway. My literal... My note for this is... Fat hype Lizzo good. No fat lovers or friends. Um, good job, Sam. Um, I feel like I made it awkward. <laughs> for myself. Um, and maybe people listening to it. That's fine. Welcome to the jungle. All right. 
There's one thing I saw. I saw, um, I'm clapping my hands. That's probably not smart. Um, one thing I saw on the internet the other day that threw me into a blind rage was this article saying that Kathy Bates looked great because she got cancer and lost weight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not going to say anything more about that. If you listen to that entire string of what I said and you don't see what's fucked up, then you need to, like, literally go to the cave with back titty. Who's in that cave again? There's back titty, embarrassed to love fat people. Oh, and cushion for the pushing. So if you don't understand why it's fucked up, but there was a headline about Kathy Bates losing weight because she had cancer and how she looks better, then it's time to go to the cave of death for the company. I am kind of rushing through these last few things because this episode is almost an hour long and I haven't even added in the breaks and the theme song. So we are pushing it. We could say this episode has some cushion for the pushing. I'm sorry. Um, right. So the last part of the episode, and I want to end every episode talking about a little bit of skincare or self-care or hair care or whatever. Um, spring has sprung everyone and the sun is out and if you're in Vancouver it feels extra delicious that the sun is out um there's just a little thing I want to tell you about called sunscreen now everyone needs to wear sunscreen literally everyone and like even if like um your skin's darker and you're like I don't need to like it's just always going to be proactive like people can still get sun like can still get skin cancer lower rates of it but it can still happen like sunscreen's a good thing and I especially want to talk about sunscreen on the face like I feel like for the most part everybody's got like sunscreen on their bodies like down but you have to put sunscreen on the face especially like if you're like have a lighter complexion like if you do not start putting sunscreen on now you're gonna look like a leather shoe by the time you're 50 like it's good for your skin um it you won't get skin cancer. Like, rates of skin cancer are so high. And, like, it's preventative. Like, mostly, for the most part, it's preventative. So, please just wear sunscreen. What I do... So, there's some great sunscreens that aren't the zinc-based ones that will give you, like, a white cast on your face. And especially if you aren't super, super pale and you wear a zinc-based sunscreen, you're gonna look some kind of way. So... There's really good sunscreens out there so that are um, chemical sunscreens that have more of a gel consistency and they don't have that like zinc. I hate zinc sunscreen so much. Like I freaking hate it. Um, it breaks me out. It's terrible. Anyway, so there's like brands like Glossier um, has Invisible Shield, which if you are in America or have access to an American P.O. box is super good. Um, I'm currently using the Biore UV um aqua rich sunscreen which is another chemical sunscreen that I love this one more than the Glossier one and you know I will like die for Glossier um I love the sunscreen there's also super goop out there which is another great sunscreen brand that I haven't tried but I've heard really great things from this is a super sharp PSA just wear sunscreen please just put it on like you need a pretty good like I would say like nickel size glob smothered on your face You'll thank me in 20 years. Um, like, just please wear sunscreen. Just do it. Like, you're just like it, just will make it better. And these new ones they have out, the chemical ones, like, they don't give you that terrible white cast. They won't break you out with zinc that, like, just suffocates your skin. And they give you that really gorgeous summer dewy finish that I live for. Um, yeah. Please wear sunscreen. Please. Oh, God, that's like really all I have to say about that. Well, that is it. Um, that brings us to the end of our episode. It was so nice to be back, and it was so nice to do this again. Um, truly, I miss looking at myself in a mirror and talking to myself. Um, that felt good. Um, sorry if I made it awkward a couple times. Sorry if I got a little too vulnerable there. Um, please don't make eye contact with me for a bit after this. Yeah. 
So, as always, you can listen to this podcast um, basically wherever you get your podcast, wherever your podcast dealer is. I hear iTunes and Spotify are good ones. If you listen on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, leave a comment. That is apparently how you get monetized. Um, JK, I just need people to boost my ego 24-7. I'm a Capricorn with apparently with some Leo tendencies. That's chill. Um... I'm really bad at finishing, like, ending things. Uh, Yeah, so this will be out ASAP. Um, Basically, pretty much as soon as you hear this, I probably, like, recorded it two hours before. Um, As always, like I said at the top of the episode, follow me on Twitter at Heavy Podcast, Insta at Heavy Content Cast, on FB at Heavy Podcast, and if you want to get real freaky, you can follow me on my personal social meds. Um, which is my Twitter, at Sammy Marie, and my Insta, Too Broke for Bingo, um, that being the number two broke and the number four bingo. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, don't add me on Facebook. Please don't add my personal Facebook. It's a hellhole. Um, or a hexscape, as I've enjoyed saying today. Um, yeah. So I hope to see you next month. I guess I won't be seeing you. I hope you listen next month. I'm going to be talking about Shrill, which I love. I won't ruin it. We're going to be talking about Shrill. Uh, Yeah. See you soon.